I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hello, I'm Coco. Welcome to The Spark. I'm so glad you're here. I say that every time and it's 100, 1000% true. I have made it my business to not look at my numbers for the indefinite future. I just want to be fully present for you and not invite you know, my inner critic forward when I see so many people or not so many people are listening. I just, it's you and me and we're here together and I'm so grateful for that. I'm trying a new thing where I'm doing an intro to my solos. Normally I just kind of jump into it and I'm trying a different technique and I'm seeing if it feels good. Today's episode is three parts. The first part is a fun fact I learned this weekend about hemlocks, and as I sat with it, I just kept, it kept like reverberating deeper and deeper. This one particular metaphor came forward, and I just had to share it with you. Um, I also give you an update on my 30-day intuitive painting project. I'm on day 19, and I share with you the part of the process I'm in right now. It's really exciting. I'm so proud of myself for allowing it to unfold. And the third part is just a pro tip, a mama pro tip, and just like a creative self pro tip to go somewhere specific when you go play in the snow. And it might seem like all three of these chapters of this episode are unrelated, but fear not. They're all related to tapping into our creative self, nourishing her, giving her novelty and joy and stretching and delighting her. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we jump in, I just want to remind you that I'm over on Instagram at Coco the Inspirationist and I would love to hear from you. So please let me know if you leave a review. Reviews are huge for outreach and algorithms and all that very unsexy stuff, but they're so important for this message to get out. And truly this message is for everybody, especially, especially you out there that don't slate yourself into the artist category. I know that everybody has a creative side. It's what we're, we're all programmed for it. It's all in there. We're hardwired to be creative. It's what makes us uniquely human and I believe that the people that aren't positioned towards constant creation I think that you guys need to be reminded because I see it I see it in my husband he is this like technical guy he works in the coast guard he loves to take things apart but he's also 
suffering from depression and when he is in the least amount of suffering he's doing something that brings him joy and engages his creative self whether it's using an old film camera or taking something apart or designing something it's it's in those moments that we're tapped into our source so i hope this episode gives you inspiration to try something new or to design a challenge for yourself either way let me know if something resonates drop me a dm over in instagram leave a review and i love you so i hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado let's jump in i thought i'd start the episode off with a fun fact i learned the other day and if you're on my email list i already sent this to you but it feels so astounding to me that it bears repeating and hopefully you know there's people that haven't heard this already and um and if you'd like to get on my email list go ahead and head over to coco the inspirationist over on instagram and uh give me a dm with your email i would love love to deepen our relationship and have this opportunity to commune even further so anyways send me your email but the other day my husband has been watching this video series on youtube about uh the the forests up here in maine in northern new england and he told me this fact about hemlocks which we have a grove of hemlocks right behind our house that i absolutely love Uh, hemlock is one of the many trees that grow on our property and come to find out a hemlock has a super long lifespan they can live up to be live to be up to 400 years old which kind of blew my mind and an interesting little caveat to that is they can live for over a century with a canopy cover so say there's trees that are higher than them and they're not getting the complete sunlight that they need but once that larger tree that larger cover falls away even after 125 years the tree begins to shoot up once it starts getting the sunlight that it needs and i don't know why but that just it blew my mind i was just like wait a second a tree can be 125 years old and be relatively small like pretty skinny and then all of a sudden have a whole nother growth period. It just, it was crazy to me. And then also whenever I thought of old trees, I've always thought of them as being big, like fat, you know, the diameter relatively wide to be so, um, you know, to be able to count so many growth rings. And with hemlocks they have a really slow growth rate and their growth rings are so so tiny together it's just i started really thinking i was walking around in the woods the other day and it really got me thinking about the hemlocks and how you know for us we can go through so much of our life just kind of playing by the rules that we have been given and letting our old programming dictate our behaviors and then all of a sudden after you know some 
some time, some long time sometimes, some of that trauma can just break away. It can just lay down and fade away. And then we can experience a bump in growth. Even after, you know, 35 years, 38 years being on this planet, all of a sudden the work and the effort I've been putting in can all of a sudden one day remove one of the blocks and then up I go. It just made me think that if a hemlock tree can can be patient for 125 years and just so willing to wait for that moment for the sun to hit it in its full glory to grow, then you know, I can keep going to therapy every week and I can keep showing up to my creative habits and I can keep moving my body because eventually it's here for us. Eventually the sun will make it to us if we do that work. And I just, I just found it so fascinating that those beautiful little hemlocks in the grove behind my house, there's so much there. Just patience and determination oh, so good so it's been 19 days since I've started this intuitive painting series and it's not been consecutive because you know that feels like too much. I can't, I can't do that. I, when I set out on this 30 day intuitive painting, uh, challenge, I knew it wasn't going to be every day. And that was part of the brief. Uh, when I set a challenge for myself, I always set a brief and in the brief, there's always like a time commitment and a materials commitment or like the medium I'm going to use. There's going to be a fear that I'm trying to push past. And this time around, the time period is 30 days. And it's just 30 days. It's just 30 days of showing up. It's not 30 consecutive days. I don't do it on the weekends unless I feel really pulled to do it. Um, because it also involves me sitting down and meditating and then journaling the message that comes through. So it's an it's like an intuitive or a channeled message and an intuitive painting. Um, the medium is with acrylic paint and a flat edge where I've just been pulling four colors of my choosing that day. And then a paintbrush, a small paintbrush, and some black India ink that I just quickly letter the message that comes through. And it's been really fun. I've loved doing it. I know I've shared about it on the podcast before, but, you know, I, I, I think I might have reflected on this last week, but I have shifted into a new place in this challenge because the first, the first um, section of a 30-day challenge for me is like full of inspiration. It's like, yes, I'm so excited. I got the idea to do this. I got the materials to do it. I set the brief. Oh, and the fear for this brief. Sorry, I forgot to finish that. 
So the materials are the acrylics and some paper and India ink. And then the, the fear is for the actual application of the, 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 the inks and the paint is, um, I want to just create without thinking and without letting my perfectionist tendencies get in the way. So it is just like a quick smear, like a drag, and then a very quick, no sketching, no planning ahead lettering. And it just, I let the paint dictate the ink and that's it. And just letting that be enough and just letting the message, trusting that the message that came through is what, you know, I'm, I'm here to paint today. So that is the fear is the perfectionism. Of course, it kind of always is for me. And when I first started, it was super exciting. I loved it. Just like any 30 day challenge I've taken in the past, it's like, yes, and I'm on fire for the first, you know, seven days for the first quarter and then the second quarter is like you kind of lose that fire but I'm still in the beginning and I'm just kind of like I don't know is am I gonna do this for 30 days is this worthy of doing for 30 days do I have the capability to do this you know like I start doubting if I have what it takes to do it and then the 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 third kind of portion of it that I go through is, you know, I've moved on from the bargaining. And then the, the kind of like the last part is, no, fuck this, I am finishing it, regardless of if I am having all these fraudy feelings, it doesn't matter, I've made this commitment to myself, I'm going to do it. And, and then there's this like beautiful, easy end where it's like, you can see the finish line. And you've gotten into such a rhythm and have gotten so used to doing the work the way you set out to do it that it's, it actually comes full circle where it feels easy again. In the beginning, it feels easy, but there's this layer of like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just like flying. And then the end is just like, okay, we've done this, you know, almost 30 times and I trust that the message, like my my brain and my mind and my spirit understand how to drop into that moment during the meditation. The meditations become easier. The lettering becomes easier because I trust how I'm forming the letters. You know, like I understand what aesthetically is looking good throughout this project. And so I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I just finished day 19 and I've got 11 more days to go. That is probably going to look like maybe two weeks. And that's exciting. Like, I feel like I'm getting that energy of like, I can see the finish line and I can, I'm excited to finish it. Today's uh, message that came through was my energy is sacred. And, um, one of my digital mentors out in the social media universe is Amber Lillystrom. She lives over in New Hampshire. And part of why I find her so inspiring is, is of course her messaging, but also the way she's designing her life. She lives in the woods with her husband on the lake and with their daughter. And they are just, you know, actively building a vision for their life that is very similar to my life. 
Um, she does a lot of coaching and she's just really, she's just right now, she is the person that I'm kind of looking towards. And it's been really fun to look backwards to see, you know, who has influenced me along my path. And at one point, at a very kind of like monumental point, it was Kathy Heller and it was Rachel Hollis. And it's been, um, yeah, like those women, Jenna Kutcher, and like these women that are building these businesses based on the the mission on their heart. And, and I too have that mission. And so when I see other women building these, these types of businesses, these types of creative businesses where they're like moving towards what makes them feel alive, I'm just like, ah, that resonates for me. And so yesterday, Amber posted on her stories on Instagram and I made a, a reel on it. Uh, with my letter board because I'd been waiting for the new message. I felt very complete with ease and joy. I had ease and joy on my letter board for a while in my kitchen. And every time I went past it and I saw it, it reminded me to like click into that, like, how can I find ease and joy in, in, in anything and everything that I do? Because if I can achieve that, even in the challenging times, even in the boring times, even in the annoying times, like, how can I kind of like reduce it down to just like the most easy and joyful experience, then geez, if I can do that in, in all the bits and parts of my life, then like the common denominator is ease and joy. And so I feel like not that I've mastered it, but that the message has like settled into my bones. And now I'm like, oh, that's part of just how I exist. And now I have been feeling like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's the next thing that's going to go on this board? And I won't force it. I don't like try to find something like Google quotes or go on Pinterest. Like it needs to be, to be delivered to me and I need to feel it. And it kind of has to, um, it's not like the beginning of the next chapter. It's kind of like I guess, putting words around the current chapter that I'm in. So um, my energy is sacred and, and I treat it as such. That's what her quote was. That's what Amber's quote was. And I think that there's just something magical about that second part where it says, I, and treat it as such. It's like, yes, that is right. Like these things that I do every day that feel not connected or maybe I'm not maybe I'm just not seeing their connection and when I and when she wrote that I was like oh that makes so much sense that even through this tough time that I had in January like I had this this tether that kept me grounded it's my creative, my creativity and my commitment to my creative self. And through this 30 day challenge was me showing up consistently for my creativity with and through my creative self. And when I honor my energy and when I honor my spirit, my vibration is more alive 
it's higher. There's more frequency to play with. And I'm starting to notice that the more I value my inputs and the more I value the time that I take to feel good, the better I feel, the more that comes through, the more I feel the work that that needs to be done coming through. And that's the goal, right? It's, it's to get the work out of me. And sometimes when I get stuck in fraudy feelings and in imposter syndrome, it feels like the work just gets pinched off, like the energy and the flow gets pinched off. And like, I receive the message. But then when I worry too much about the how it's received, and focus more on, you know, you and and what you think, or, you know, people in the world, what they think, when I focus more on that, and not on the message, and just getting the message out of me and being of service and being a vessel, the more it pinches off that life source. And so when I treat my energy care as sacred, it is valuing that internal message and it's it's valuing that mission that I have here that I believe everybody has a creative self. And I hope that not only through my words and my artwork and my podcast and, you know, all the places, my social media, not just through that, but through me sharing with you how I embody this message, how I haven't had, I don't have it all figured out. I am figuring it out endlessly. Um, I hope it gives you permission to do the same because when we cherish our energy and see it as sacred and do the things and take on the challenges that help us keep that energy feeling really good and shiny and I guess like fluid right like when we can feel that ideas and love and vibrations can like pass through us and move through us and we can translate those ideas from the non-physical to the physical when we can be that vessel the ripples that come through that go out into the world are just endless And to me, that is the goal. A few days ago, the message that came through is I make ripples. And that has always delighted me. This thought that like a a random message, a random spark, if you will, a spark of inspiration that settles into my brain, I can pass forward And that might be the thing that you needed to get that thing that you've been sitting on moving. Whatever it is, it's a decision. It's a, you know, starting something, stopping something, getting into something, getting out of something. You know, and it doesn't have to be big either. I have something that I want to get into soon. Um, There's, which is, um, it's like carving carving and making prints I want to get into that I also want to get into having my Etsy shop open and so I'm using the carving craft 
it's a new craft for me. I'm using that as the carrot to open my shop. Like once the shop is open, I get to try that craft. And that is really exciting for me. But using my creativity and my interests and what feels alive and what lights me up as the carrot and as the, the, the goal, it just keeps this creativity in motion for me. We all have a creative self and we are all capable of entertaining creativity. We're all wired for it. It's what makes us human. And I just hope that me showing up in, with my authentic, messy self, multi-passionate creative self, wildly creative self, if I can just keep reinventing and trying and doing all the things that delight me, then maybe you can too. We've been getting a lot of snow lately. We have, I think we have like two feet of snow on the ground and we're getting some more in a few more days. We're getting like another foot in a few days and I've never existed in this much snow before. It's pretty wild. It changes the landscape and it it in, it's it's an invitation to interact with the forest in a new way. And I've noticed that, so I have snowshoes and so do my kids, but they haven't been choosing to wear it. They've just been wanting to like play around, which is totally fine. But when I go, you know, our house is, it's a new construction. So the, the land was all trees and they cleared a spot for the house, obviously. So we have like a small yard, but we have eight acres. So I would say like maybe the yard and the house is sitting on like a cleared one acre, maybe not even. I don't know. I'm not great at this stuff. But the rest of it is just like these these hills, these ridges and trees. And I've noticed that if I just go into the woods a little bit, my children follow if I invite them to go on a snowshoe, they're like, nah, we're good. We're playing. Stay with us. Please don't go. But if I just like go to the edge of the woods and then go a little bit further in and then a little bit further in, they follow me. And yesterday we went over, we have this sideways tree, this tree that like grew up like 18 inches and then grew completely horizontal for like six feet and then grew up a little bit more like straight up a little bit more and it's just it's I have um many spots on this property that I love and the sideways tree is one of them and we were like sitting on it like a horse and we were the kids were digging underneath it and making little habitats and and then there's like a tree that's the root system standing straight up and the kids were climbing on that and it was just such a joy. I didn't have my snowshoes on yesterday and we were just playing around in the snow. It is so deep and it's so joyful to be in the woods and interacting in spaces that we normally, you know, might not be able to be in. Like there's an area that we were playing in yesterday that is a swamp during the summer and the spring and the fall. But in the winter, we get to hang out in there and just explore there and 
it just reminded me how magical and how nourishing it is to take something that you are familiar with, like, say, playing in the snow, and moving it into a new environment. So like, you know, yeah, you, you know, ride your bike, but riding your bike in a new place is super exciting. Or yeah, you might, you might hike, but like hiking in the winter is a totally different experience, you know? And so taking something that's familiar and moving it into a more novel place, um, literal or not, but it just kind of lets your brain be comfortable enough, but having a new experience. So it's, it's different than like having a completely new experience, right? So it's like, for me, I've, I've only been skiing once. It was not a very enjoyable experience. I think I was like, I don't even know, 26. And, um, I didn't enjoy it. It was scary to me. And, um, so like trying something new like that, that is a totally different energy that I would have to take to go skiing. But to go hiking on the trails that I always go on around here, but the having them covered in snow and snowshoe, that is like familiar, but a new way to do it. And so I guess, I guess my like pro tip for parenting is, you know, if if playing in the snow for you is always just like uh, sending your kids out back or going to a certain place to go sledding, maybe try go to going to a nature preserve um, if you don't have woods near you. Just go someplace that is a public space that has woods. It is so fun to explore the woods in the winter. There's no ground cover. You're just in between trees you know, at at least, you know, in some areas, some areas, the ground cover is really heavy, but in the areas that it's not super heavy, winter is magical because you get to go anywhere. There's nothing stopping you and you don't even need snowshoes, but they are really fun because you kind of feel like you're on top of, of the snow. So that's my parenting pro tip, but I think we can all, we can all appreciate a reminder to do something familiar in a novel way. Our brain loves novel, but it also loves safety. So when you can like mesh them together, it is just like flow city. And uh, I would love for you to find flow. If you can find inspiration for me to go find flow, that is like the ultimate for me because flow, the only way I can describe it is just like it's ease and joy. It's when you can drop out of ed- that noise in your head and you can just be fully present and fully in it, time melts away. That, that's such a gift to our souls. Okay, so I invited a couple women onto the podcast today, and I wanted to share they're super brilliant and they're going to be such awesome conversations when it comes to talking about the intersectionality of creativity 
and spirituality. So I will share their info later, but I want I wanted to take a moment to like shine a light on this because I know you hear me say take inspired action, take inspired action. But I don't know if if the words inspired action are really resonant for you, but so I wanted to explain what I meant. I have this woman in my life, her name is Stephanie Noble, and she was my accountability coach for the mastermind I was just in, and now she's just a dear friend. And this morning when I was talking to her over Instagram, I just got this download to invite her onto the podcast, and uh, she is, well, she'll tell you her story, but she um, is a sober support person. She is, I think she's like a, she helps people in recovery. She's incredible. She's sober herself and um, has a lot to say on it. And I, I can't wait to hear how she unpacks that with the lens of creativity because I'm sure she's got to find lots of creative ways to stay sober and at peace with being sober. But anyways, the point of this is uh, when I got the download to invite her on, like it had never occurred to me. And that's the beautiful thing about this season of the podcast is I don't have it all planned out and I'm just trusting that the right people are going to be presented to me. And whether that's like new people in my Instagram feed or a bright, shiny download of like somebody that's already here, that would be a perfect fit just like Steph. Um, This morning I got the spark and I took immediate action and I asked her and she immediately said yes. And that transaction of, of energy between us was so palpable that I immediately know this conversation's going to be magic. And when I take inspired action, this is what happens every time. It happened again this afternoon right before we sat down. I reached out to another woman. I had been getting the intuitive hit that I should ask her, that I wanted to ask her. Um, I met her. She is a she is marrying an, an old friend of mine from like middle school. And uh, we reconnect, him and I reconnected at a wedding we went to recently. And I got to meet her and she's just magic. And ever since meeting her, like, a month ago, I've been just kind of like really looking forward to getting to know her better. There was not enough time. We did not get to spend enough time in diving into each of our businesses and what we do and what we believe, but I knew from the moment I met her, we were aligned. And a couple weeks ago, I got the hit to ask her to be on the podcast. And I didn't take action that day. I wrote it in my, in my planner to do it. And then my world got real messy with illnesses and kids home and COVID and husband here and and it just lingered like it just kept nudging me and today it came in like so like it was almost like the idea came through like if you're not going to ask her now then the timing's not right because we've been trying to get through to you (laughs) to invite her she's such a good fit for this season and you're running out of time for the season. So, 
you know, that, that, that's what it was. It was like, okay, we've come to you a couple times. You haven't taken action yet. Like today's the day. And I felt really nervous between you and me. I felt really nervous. She has her own podcast and I'll share more about this on her episode, but she has like over 300 episodes, which feels intimidating to me, right? I still feel very new. And even though I think the things that I'm talking about are important and I know I have value, it's just, it's that imposter syndrome. And I know that everybody goes through it. And I was going through it over the last couple of weeks, but today was the day. And I asked her today too, and she was thrilled. And now, now I have such a beautiful list, uh, a handful of people that are going to come on the pod over the next few weeks. And I really, really hope that you enjoy them. These women are magical beings in their own ways. And I can't wait to hear what they have to say about creativity and spirituality. It's so interesting to me that this, the theme of this podcast came through even with the theme, I was just like, as the second season was wrapping, I was just like, I don't know what the third season is going to be, but I'm just going to trust that it's going to come through. And as the, you know, as the theme came through and I'm working through the theme, I, I, I feel confident to say that like, I've never been more aligned with my spirituality I've never been able to talk about it as much as I have. I've never been a- been more clear as to what my spirituality is. It's my connection with, with myself because we are all spiritual beings. We are all made up of stardust. And there is a bigger kind of like network between us, an energetic network and a vibration and the more I can click into my own inner voice and listen and ask, like that's the thing that I'm learning through this intuitive painting series is being able to have an intention and sitting down and just opening up and being available for the answer. And I wish I could share my brain. Oh, an idea for a reel is coming through right now. I wish I could share my brain, what my brain sounds like when I sit down to meditate because it is not all just like ohms and quiet. It is noise. It is so noisy. But holding that intention in my heart of like, what's the message for me today? And not trying to judge it is just holding the intention in my heart while holding space for just quiet and trusting that whatever comes through is meant for me and, um, you know, just trusting it, that has been such a gift that this 30-day challenge has given me. And it's the exact, it's the exact message that this theme for season three is. It's the intersection of creativity and spirituality. I'm living it every day I show up for that 30-day challenge. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope sharing all that has inspired you to maybe make your own 30-day challenge or 15-day challenge or 10-day challenge or whatever feels right for you. 30 days to me feels like it's a push. It's work to get done. But in that struggle, 
in the pushing through, I also think that there's a message. There's definitely stuff to be learned. And I, you know, I, I'm still in it, so I haven't gleaned it yet, but I can't wait to share it. And then I can't wait to see what this challenge like blossoms into. At first I was having a hard time, like after the first week, it was very noisy in my brain. Like, what's this going to be? What are we going to turn this into? What is, you know, what's this going to look like? How can we share this? And now I've kind of just like, I have this deep like excitement for like, what's the lesson I'm learning here? And I can feel this like habit stacking of just like opening up, asking what, what the message is for the day and then translating it into art. That feels like a rhythm that I'm really enjoying. And then I'm also really excited to just see where it goes and not trying to force it or make it anything particular. Just trusting, trusting that it's here for a reason. So I hope this lands with you guys. If there's something that really stuck out to you as a, a really solid wisdom nugget, will you tell me on Instagram? Come over and follow me, Coco the Inspirationist. I would love to hear what what really felt good to you. Again, I've got a, a few really awesome conversations coming up for the end of the season. And I want you to know that all of this work is worthy. The work, the artwork that doesn't mean anything, the sketching, the the rearranging your furniture, the playing outside, the going for a walk, the looking and taking in your environment, the resting, the playing with your kids, the making beautiful food, doing the things that delight you, nurture you in a such a deep way. And when you really honor your creative self and taking care of your creative self, magic happens. So I love you. You are worthy. I hope you have a wonderful week. You are enough. And until next time, I'm sending you light love and endless inspiration. <laughs>